Carbon capture balloons, fish farms on the moon, and metal-eating trees are just a touch of what you'll hear about next on The Techno-Optimist with Teresa Carey, a senior writer at Freethink. This is The Techno-Optimist. I'm Teresa Carey. Each week, I'll share the latest news on how technology is solving some of the world's biggest problems, even the problems that technology itself may have caused. So let's first talk about climate tech. You may have already heard about direct air capture. Big machines with giant fans that suck in atmospheric air, scrub the CO2 from it, and bury the CO2 forever. It may sound futuristic, but the technology is real. And it would essentially function as an air filter for planet Earth, removing CO2, the most common greenhouse gas, from the atmosphere. But it takes a lot of energy, and therefore a lot of dollars, for this to work. And the amount of carbon dioxide removed is still pretty small. But a new startup in Germany has a solution. Instead of sucking atmospheric CO2 from a grounded station, why not do it at 50,000 feet in the atmosphere? The startup is called High Hopes. They've already launched several balloons outfitted with air compressors into the atmosphere, and they hope to send more later this year. The idea is that at very high altitudes, the air is cool enough to transform carbon dioxide into dry ice. It only needs a little extra cooling power, which High Hopes provides with the floating air compressors in the balloons. Then, the carbon dioxide snowflakes can be stored in a vessel and transported back to Earth where they're buried or stored permanently. Next, we head to the moon, where one day we could be farming fish. So here's the backstory. The European Space Agency wants to establish a moon village by 2030. Figuring out how humankind will feed itself on the moon or on Mars will be an essential part of that mission. Freestride Fair won't cut it. An aquaculture researcher at the French Research Institute for Exploitation of the Sea is launching a project called Lunar Hatch, where he aims to figure out how to farm fish on the moon. He's looking for the most robust fish eggs to launch into space on a nanosatellite, eggs that could ultimately seed a lunar aquaculture. What he's looking for? Hardy fish with modest oxygen requirements, low carbon dioxide output, and a brief hatching time frame. Then he's taking their eggs and testing them in a simulated rocket launch, basically shaking them up like crazy and seeing if they survive. And so far, two fish came out on top, the European sea bass and meager. So next, he needs to study how these fish eggs will fare with the cosmic radiation that they're going to experience during spaceflight. And then he'll have other problems to figure out, like fluctuating temperatures or microgravity and a range of salinity. But if we can make conditions up there suitable for man, then surely we can do the same for fish. Last up, metal-eating trees. What if you could use trees to soak metals out of contaminated soil? The technique is called phytomining, and it could offer new ways to mine for metals that are more suitable than the existing ways, which tend to be environmentally destructive. These plants are called hyperaccumulators, and they thrive on metals like gold, copper, and zinc at levels that would typically be toxic to plants. Alan Baker, a botanist at the University of Melbourne, 
An international team of colleagues launched a metal farm in Malaysia five years ago as a proof of concept. The goal was to demonstrate that these trees could be used to mine metals. So every few months, a farmer would remove a foot of growth from the plants, and then they would burn or press the metal out. And sure enough, after a purification process, they had 500 pounds of nickel citrate. It's worth thousands of dollars. Thanks for listening to The Techno-Optimist. I'm Teresa Carey, a senior writer at Freethink. The music is provided by Alex Jurgensen, and I'll see you next week.